We've been talking about the warm weather this January 30th and asking uh, if you're seeing anything unusual yet. We should be the place that you should report it to if, if you are. Uh, Mary from Cass Lake is saying that we're going to be seeing an early mud season. We agree, Mary. <laughs> it's probably going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't look like it's uh, something we can avoid. But, you know, I'd just as soon put it in the rearview mirror. And the sooner it starts, the sooner it'll be done, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, speaking of starting and getting it done, I think it's time that we moved on to our uh, student phenology. And funding for student phenology is provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Trust Fund. Phenology talkbacks are produced by Charlie Mitchell. Our first report comes from Michelle Martin's class at Prairie Creek Community School in Northfield. Hi, this is Sienna. And this is Amelia. We're from Prairie Creek Community School, way down south in Northfield, Minnesota. We folks with all this fog we've been having, you have to be careful on the roads. There has been a lot of black ice, and Sophia saw three cars in the ditch this morning. I thought this was supposed to be a phenology report, not a traffic report. I know, I know, but the weather sure has been strange. There have been a lot of signs of spring. Michelle heard the Phoebe call of the chickadees on January 8th. That's just about on time, but we also heard the first old Ricky song on January 28th. That's about a week earlier than usual. The dogwood is starting to turn bright red and the willows are bright green and yellow. That's just about on time too. Ruby, Sophia, and I all saw turkeys this week. Silas saw geese and bees. They were noisy too. Vigo and Sophia saw a lot of deer by the road and Ruby saw a fawn. There was a possum in Michelle's neighborhood. Ravi saw a crow eating roadkill. And I saw a squirrel on the roof. That's all from Prairie Creek. One more step along the phenology journey. Thank you, girls. That was beautiful. I really enjoyed that. I would say um, the fawn that Ruby saw was probably last year's. You know, the, the, the deer haven't had their babies yet. They will be having them probably in in may which is typical or early june so uh that's when i would look for the really young fawns the ones with the spots but there are lots of little deer out there this has been a good year for deer and i would expect that the the does will have a very bountiful crop of young ones this year our next report comes from oak grove elementary school in bloomington hi this is ellie annika Lindsay and Gordon reporting from Oak Grove Elementary in Bloomington, Minnesota. This week's weather has been misty and cloudy with a high of 34 degrees today. We've had minimal precipitation this week. With our animal observations, we noticed a red fox and a black capped chickadee that flew right into the camera. We also saw a lot of tracks and scat. With our plant observations, we noticed that not much has changed. We are wondering why we heard way less birds than last time. That's all for today. Stay tuned for the next OGE Phenology Club Nature episode. Bye. Thank you, Oak Grove Elementary. That was great all the way from down in Bloomington. And uh, red fox and black-capped chickadees, lots of tracks and scat. This is the time of year when the coyotes and the foxes and the wolves 
are all spreading their scent posts and kind of advertising their availability. So interesting times for, uh, for observations of especially the canids. Our next report comes from a new school, Kelly Nelson's fourth grade class at St. Croix Preparatory Academy in Stillwater. This is today, Anne Pihu with the phonology report from St. Croix Preparatory Academy in Stillwater. This week, our class observed our house finch pair has been feeding less often at our feeders. We think this is due to the warmer temperatures this week. Last week, when the weather was close to or below zero, we noticed them at the feeders really often. On January 26th, there was no snow at our school campus. We observed deer tracks, a deer bed, and a rabbit. We also observed many squirrel nests, though we did not see any squirrels. Look at a bird! Look at a tree! Notice nature! Phenology! <laughs> Yeah. Well, they win an award for best first report. Holy I'll say, cow. look at a bird, look at a tree, notice nature, phenology. Excellent. Yeah. Very good. Nice report. Lots of things for them to observe. And we will be looking forward to hearing more and more from them. Deer tracks, deer bed, rabbit, lots of squirrel nests. Squirrel nests, by the way, have a specific name. They are called drays. Not everybody knows that, but a squirrel nest in a tree, when you see it, is referred to as a dray. Our next report comes from Leona Sitchi's class at Roots and Wings Forest School in New York Mills. This is George. This is Finley. This is Timmy. This is Kip. This is Rose reporting from Roots and Wings Forest School in New York Mills. I saw fungus. It was brown and red. I saw a beaver chip on the birch tree. It was by the creek. We saw a rub on a tree, and we also found a deer bed and some poop. And, like, hayish grass. And it was kind of dry from when the deer laid on it. Yeah, but underneath it was snow. I saw woodpecker damage on a tree. I thought it was going to fall down. It was a dead pine tree. There was a light, light rain. I could feel some on my nose. You also wanted to talk about a fort, and now you're chewing the carrying <laughs> I saw a nature fort. Some of it has changed. There was more snow, and it was icy. When I was at home, I saw three jakes. I could tell because of her beard. My friend Finley saw some grouse poop in the weeds, like Kip was talking about. And I also saw some sap that was frozen on a tree. And then the creek is almost fully covered with ice, but it's not, there is still open water. <laughs> Indeed. Stay wild, for sure. We saw a rub on a tree. We also found a deer bed and some poop and some hayish grass. And uh, the interesting thing is that there was snow underneath, and that demonstrates how well insulated deer are. They can lay on the ground like that. They were probably laying in this hayish grass, which was probably a sedge, 
but they were they can lay on that and not melt the snow underneath that that's how well insulated they are yeah and uh also uh three jakes you could tell by their beards three young turkeys um that's an interesting observation out that way as well our next report comes from Deanna Trottier's class at Eagle View Elementary School in Pequot Lakes. This is the phenology report from Eagle View Elementary School for the week of January 23rd through 29th. It is another week of warm temperatures and our snow is melting quickly. It has been very foggy the past few mornings. The snow we have left on the ground is very icy and packed down. We saw that there is some green grass showing around the base of some trees. The snow is melting in a circle around the trees. We are still finding a lot of deer, rabbit, and squirrel tracks in the snow. Last week, Mrs. Harmon saw a coyote on the ice when she came to school. It must be easy for it to walk on the ice with the crusty snow on top. Our kindergartners are reading a book called Over and Under the Snow. They're exploring to see if they can find any tunnels or voles or other sightings of animals. Today, they heard a lot of birds singing. They said that the air felt warmer on their faces and even smelled fresh this morning. The temperature is supposed to be between 35 and 40 degrees every day this week. I wonder how much snow will be left by the end of the week. This is Molly and Declan reporting reporting from from Pequot Lakes. Lakes. Friday is Groundhog Day. Do you predict that the groundhog will see a shadow? Hmm, interesting. Anybody want to predict? Six more weeks of winter? If it's six more weeks of winter as it's come so far, we won't notice it. We'll, We'll still consider it spring. I was walking around yesterday thinking, this is a lovely March day. Oh, my. Yeah. So they've they've noticed how foggy it is and how the snow is packed down and how the green grass is showing around the base of some trees. The snow does melt as as uh, as you get a little sunlight these days. Uh, it will push the snow. the 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 trunk of the trees will heat up and melt the snow back away from them. So if you're out in the woods, take a take a look and see if that isn't happening where you are. That uh, book that the kindergartners are reading sounds right up your alley, John. Oh, man, I can't believe Over and Under the Snow. You might need that for your grandson. I may have to get a copy of that one, (laughs) yep. I'm pretty sure he'll want to be reading that very soon. Our next report comes from Colin Cody's class at West Rapids Elementary School in Grand Rapids. Hello, my name is Brooklyn and this is Taylor. This is our phrenology report for Mr. Cody's fourth grade classroom at West Elementary School. It was a cloudy but warm day for sampling some pond water. Unfortunately, our pond didn't have any water under the ice. Bummer! Mr. Latimer had some leftover samples from Cohasset. Through a microscope, we were able to observe some living microinvertebrates. These include midgets, dragonfly nymphs, bloodworms, water fleas, and damselfly nymphs. It's wild, all that is living under the ice. Stay wild, Brooklyn and Taylor. Thank you, kids. Great report. We did have a nice time and 
we were uh, <laughs> we, we were cautiously optimistic that there would be water in the pond. There wasn't, but we had uh, we had sort of loaded our our uh, situation. We had prepared ahead. We we kept all of the wild animals that we found in the other two ponds that we checked out. And uh, and so the kids did a get got a good chance to look at some live critters that live under the ice, and it was a lot of fun. Funding for student phenology provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Trust Fund. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, our next report comes from Lee Jackson and Darcy Rolfs' class at the North Shore Community School near Duluth. Hello from North Shore Community School on the North Shore of Lake Superior. This is a phonology report for the week of January 20th, 2024. My name is Claire and I'm your phonologist for this week. On Saturday, December 20th, we had nine hours and 19 minutes of daylight. This is an increase of 13 minutes from a week ago. As of Monday, December 22nd, Duluth has a recorded deficit of snow of 30 inches. Also on this night, the northern lights were visible in some areas. On Thursday, December 25th, there was a full moon. It is called the Great Spirit Moon, according to the Ojibwe. Compared to last week's frigid temperatures of below zero with dangerously cold wind chills and inside recess, this week has been feeling warmer with temperatures above freezing. Local weather forecasters have stated that above average temperatures of 15 to 20 degrees above will continue through the rest of January and potentially into the first week of February. On January 25th, Miss Jackson's class noticed that the snow was almost perfect for making snowballs. The temperature was 36 degrees. Also during that evening, there was some freezing drizzle. On Friday the 26th, our area was under a dense fog advisory. On Saturday, January 20th, Miss Urban had two red crossbills at her bird feeder. On Thursday, January 25th, she noticed a flock of three common red poles near the pavilion. Both crossbills and red poles do not have traditional migrations like other birds. They travel nomadically in search of good seed or cone crops. On Thursday, January 25th, Iris May noticed the melted snow dripping off the trees as she was trying to write in her phonology journal. On Sunday, January 21st, Miss Jackson noticed several deer beds in her snowy field at her house. On Thursday, January 25th, Henry noticed small mouse tracks in the snow at his sit spot when he was journaling on the school nature trail. Also that evening, Adela spotted a gray squirrel bringing lots of leaves up into a tree. She thinks it was adding to its nest. I spotted fox tracks in the snow during EE class on January 24th, when we were burning an old pile of invasive buckthorn cut this fall. She followed the tracks and noticed cottontail rabbit scat and fur along the trail. It looked like the fox was on the hunt for its next meal. Henry noticed on January 24th that the ice, cream, ice rink at his house was melting due to the above freezing temperature. On Thursday, January 25th, Rebecca measured the ice on Schmidt Creek at school. The ice was about an average of five inches thick. Last week, when Iris May measured it, it was about seven inches thick. This concludes the phonology report. Have a great week and be observant. Thank you, Clara. Nice job. 
Just a lovely report. The one thing that uh, struck me was that on January 20th, we had nine hours and 19 minutes of daylight, 13 minutes more than a week ago. And as of the 22nd, Duluth had recorded a deficit of snow of 30 inches. So they're way down on the amount of snow that they would normally expect. And of course, last year, I think Duluth set a record for snowfall that uh, may not be breached for uh, another several years. We'll see. Uh, Lots of other interesting notes there. Uh, Burning an old pile of buckthorn, that's always a good idea. Uh, Cottontail rabbit and scat, some fur. Uh, Red fox hunting its next meal, indeed, yeah. So, uh, And, of course, the ice, uh, five inches on the creek this week, and it was seven inches last week, and that speaks to warmer weather and, of course, a little bit of melting and then runoff, increased water flow, all works to kind of make the the water sort of erode the ice. Our next report comes from Tammy Warmer's class at Trek North High School in Bemidji. Hello from Trek North High School in Bemidji, Minnesota. I'm Colin. And I'm Cole. And we are going to share what we did in nature with our stats class for the week of January 22nd through the 26th. A big part of learning statistics is sharpening our observation skills and learning to ask questions. So phonology is a great fit for this class. We have been recording data each day to start class. Things like sunrise, length of daylight, temperature, and number of students in class. On Friday, we went for a walk walk to look for shapes in nature and to practice asking questions. We found triangles made of pine needles on the ground, and we wondered what kind of pine tree has groups of two needles. We looked for rectangles, but only found one rock that looked kind of like a rectangle, as most were found. One of the students remembered that on a recent class trip to Ely, there were more rocks that looked like rectangles. We also found lots of circles and cylinders while looking at trees. We asked why trees grow circular and not as rectangles or ovals. From Trek North High School in Bemidji, I'm Colin. And I'm Cole. And we're doing math in nature. Nice job, Colin. Cole, good good report there. I, I have uh, an interesting question. Why do trees grow circular and not as rectangles or ovals? I, I can't tell you, although I've seen some oval shapes of trees. I've never seen a rectangle. Um, looking around uh, for, you know, they talked about circles. Oftentimes, one of the interesting things is go down by the edge of a lake and watch where the grasses have like arc cut an arc in the snow and oftentimes those are maybe not complete circles but certainly uh, lovely beginnings of circles and uh, of course there's always the uh, the circumhelical arcs that uh, create a, a rainbow around the sun and uh, our friend the knackbars had noticed uh, some of those so uh, another circle in nature that one would be uh, interesting that one has a lot of math problems associated with it, like um, what's the angle of the sun to create that uh, crystal, uh, that formation of rainbows. So uh, interesting stuff, and we'll hear more from them, I'm sure. 
Our next report comes from Andrew Pearson's class at Lake of the Woods School in Bedette. This is Molly with a phonology report from Bedette for January 19th through 26th. Multiple students living in Bedette have complained about seeing deer or deer tracks in their yard this week. Could these deer be trying to escape predators? Or are they looking for a tasty snack at bird feeders, cedar trees, and fruit trees? Or or are they investigating for a cozy place to bed down? Maybe all of the above. On Thursday, Layla reported seeing a red fox run across her driveway while she was waiting for the bus. She also witnessed this fox with a partner in the woods surrounding her house. Canine season is here. Finally, Aurora reports seeing deer in the field each day on her way to school. The bucks are still holding on to their antlers. Thank you very much. That was a wonderful report. That final note about the deer and and some of the bucks still holding their antlers. Uh, I think... um, this is not unusual. This is probably the time of year when a lot of the younger bucks will start to lose their antlers. I have found over the years that uh, the latest I've ever had uh, a report of a deer with antlers was in early April, and uh, that observer was uh, creditable. Uh, not the sort of person who would uh, who would tease me or, or lead me with false information, so uh, you can see that the deer can maintain antlers well into the spring season. Uh, generally, those deer that maintain antlers later in the spring are those deer that were not the successful uh, combatants during the breeding season. They, they tend to hold on to their antlers if, they, uh, if they've had a... A bad season and weren't able to mate with uh, some of the females. Our last report comes from, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> Nate Lindner's class at Cohasson Elementary School, and uh, they wrote to say, since the uh, we have made a lot of observations over the past week, since the winter solstice, we have gained about an hour of daylight. We are gaining about two and a half minutes a day right now. Sunday, we had rime due to the moisture in the air. Last week, we got to sample some water from our pond behind the school. We saw a lot more than we thought. We saw dragonfly, mayfly, and damselfly larvae. We also saw some other organisms that were see-through or translucent. One had air sacs to help it float or sink in the water. We learned that predators have big eyes on the sides of their heads to help them see prey. We, used, we got to use a microscope to see this up close, which was really cool. We are looking forward to another week of observations. Thank you for listening. Like Mr. Latimer always says, onward and awkward. And uh, the onward part is for them, and the awkward part is, of course, for me. Well, you've, uh, you've heard the student reports. Now it's time for you to get out and do a little observing of your own. And uh, if you'd like to become more accomplished as a phenologist, we are having a uh, our 10th Minnesota Phenology Gathering. It's going to be at Long Lake Conservation Center, March 1st through the 3rd. 
the Pet Conservation Center is in Palisade. The estimated cost for the full weekend uh, will be $180. Registration uh, for Saturday only is $80. If you are interested in attending, you need to uh, contact Erica Hauser at house327 at umn.edu. And we will have that link for you up on our website so that you can gather that information and get yourself registered. Uh, I'll be leading a hike. Uh, Charlie and I are going to be doing a program where we will uh, teach you how to be a better phenologist, how to get your observations recorded, which is the most important thing about being a phenologist. Lots of naturalists out there, but the phenologists are the ones who write it down.